This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, just a reminder, you can give us a call at 808-791-2924 and visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, while there's nothing wrong with dreaming big about retirement, it's important to remember that how you think about retirement is likely to change along with your circumstances and preferences. However, no matter how your circumstances change, you're likely to have four unique stages of retirement. But before we peel back that onion a bit on those four stages, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who unlike onions, never brings a tear to my eye. (laughs) Oh no, okay. I've been coming up with some good ones lately, Tony, come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't I bring a tear to your eye that once when I won uh, a football bet with you a couple of years ago? Um, Oh, you're going to bring that up, huh? (laughs) Speaking of football, (laughs) I'll tell you, the last weekend's playoffs were amazing. Um, Yeah. There were some great games. I'm a Packer fan, so I don't really want to talk about it. Ah, I'm not. So uh, (laughs) I'm I'm excited. But um, okay. Uh, but uh, still, that that Bills Kansas City game that may be one of the best football games I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, I've never seen a level of play like that. It was those teams were on fire. So, yep, I think that was the Super Bowl right there. But uh, that aside, how have you been, Greg? What's going on over there? Man, I've been really good. You know, we we just got a new market um, in Arizona. As you know, my family has a cabin up in the mountains up there, about two hours from Flagstaff. So we just did our first webinar for federal employees out there. Oh, Um, really? Really great. Yeah. And you know how Phoenix is kind of a saturated market. Um, We're tapping into the uh, Indian Health Services uh, department, the agency for the federal government, as well as the VA in uh, Prescott. So... It was actually really exciting. We had a really good turnout on our webinars. I've already talked to a few uh, really interesting people, great, great people. So I'm uh, actually really excited about that. Yeah. Well, Prescott is great. And, you know, the Phoenix market, sure, that is pretty well saturated and um, uh, tougher. But up where you're at in Arizona, where you like to spend a lot of time, that's really great so between so you've got uh, Arizona Hawaii and Alaska yeah and you know all three of those have all these things in common about the you know the natives you know in Hawaii we've got our locals here and our our Hawaiians and then Alaska they've got their natives and then of course in Arizona the Native Americans so it's kind of this unique culture that seems to be trending for me so I'm really enjoying it well, yeah, and I know you, you like to mix it up and work with all kinds of people, and you've helped so many different people uh, over the years get their plans in place, their finances, and, of course, retirement plans. So that's really good. Now, um, you say there's four phases of retirement. I have to confess, I've never heard it broken down that way. So I'm interested to see what you have for us. 
Yeah, this is actually really interesting. And we, we did a show a few years ago, Tony, you probably remember the seven stages of retirement. It was a little bit more detailed. Um, but I was yes. reading this article, this Kiplinger article, um, and it makes sense because retirement does come in stages. Um, this one broke it down into four stages. And so the first stage, as you can probably imagine, was the pre-retirement phase. So this phase kicks off roughly a decade to five years before you finally punch the time clock for the last time. Now, a lot of financial services professionals always urge, of course, you begin saving for retirement as soon as you get your first paycheck. And that needs to be set aside and left to grow for the long term. But now once you get into your 50s, your pre-retirement clock starts to tick. You know, the more and more you start thinking about retirement, it, it, it the bell kind of rings. And now is the time to actively start mapping out what you want your retirement to look like. Wow. Okay. So that's the first phase. Uh, sounds good. Sounds important. And that makes sense. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, my wife and I, we're not, we're not at retirement age yet, but you know, we want to see, you know, when do we kick in certain things? When do certain things happen? And, um, so our 50th birthday basically opens the door to the pre-retirement phase is what you're saying. So what are some of the first things we should do in this phase? Everybody has something in common, you know, when they when they when they get to this stage and it's wondering if they can retire. Like, have yeah. I saved enough money? Where am I at? You know, they want to see that roadmap. And that's, of course, what we provide with our retirement compass and our planning strategies. But the starting point to answer your question, Tony, is is defining your goals. You know, we have to put a target on, on the wall, a dartboard and aim at it. You know, if it's 10,000 a month in retirement, if it's 5,000 a month in retirement, whatever you need to live off of is what we need to aim for. Now, if you have a spouse or partner, make sure you sit down together, see where your goals line up and how you can maybe compromise in some areas and figure out where you guys might differ a little bit. And I recognize that setting goals can seem a little simplistic, but sometimes it's the simple things that we overlook that leads to potential detriment. You know, for example, if you live in the Midwest, one of your goals is to retire somewhere warm like Florida, you can begin determining the steps needed to reach that goal many years ahead of time instead of scrambling at the end. In fact, the article highlights a recent study that indicates one third of Americans say they have no idea how much money they need to sock away to give them the best possible shot at their retirement. So organizing yourself is definitely the first step in this, in this uh, first phase. Well, yikes. I mean, that's honestly an alarming number. <laughs> I mean, getting ready for retirement without knowing how much you need to save, that seems almost impossible to me. Yeah. And we made fun of that last week. Remember, Tony, about the numbers above everyone's heads at commercial that we oh, left yeah. at? Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. there's no real number. It's just you got to know what you need to generate. And there's more than one ways to get there. It depends yeah, if you want true. more growth in your portfolio, if you want more income, if you're risk adverse. Uh, but I'm right there with you on that one. And while saving is clearly very important, saving alone isn't enough to graduate you from that pre-retirement first phase. Your strategy should also include a way to, to create that income. So whether that's gonna be from dividends, whether you're gonna be liquidating uh, fixed accounts, whether that's through annuities, um, you, gotta, you gotta know where this income's gonna be come from. And once your paycheck stops, you know it's not gonna be coming from the same place that you're used to have been coming for years and years and years. It's got to come from investments, social securities, if you're lucky enough to have some kind of a pension. So the important thing is getting that financial strategy in order. 
And as you get closer and closer retirement, you know, the anxiety can kind of build up and it gets a little scary. And that's why I strongly urge if you want to get a retirement plan in place, work with a financial services professional and get that get that light at the end of the tunnel so you, you know where you're where you're headed. Yeah. You have to know where you're headed in order to get there, that's for sure. So that's phase one. What's phase two? Well, phase two is the early years of retirement. So you made it, you're there, you're retired. And for a lot of folks, this tends to be the most expensive of the phase because likely your health and energy are both good. And when you combine that with your excitement level, you know, finally being attired, uh, that probably means that you're going to be traveling more, doing your adventures, crossing things off your bucket list. So those things take money. Um, the, you have that time gap now that you got to fill. You want to accomplish all these things. So you're probably going to be spending more money. And if you're not careful, that pot that you saved and you work really hard to get there could be dwindling a little faster than you anticipated. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Don't go overboard when you first hit retirement is the message got it and that one makes a lot of sense and i think some people might go crazy they might buy the $250,000 rv or travel around the world and uh mm-hmm. buy a buy a cabin or you know uh, you got to watch it right yeah. i actually had a, in our workshop this last week um, for our arizona people they were one guy actually asked in the workshop so if we want to buy an rv you know where's that money come from do we have to like uh, budget for that and yet yeah absolutely you Dude, have you to have fact to <laughs> i well, mean as far as the retirement nice plan, one, it's about i know what he meant grand, i know what he meant so. it wasn't just like you know we have to <laughs> we have to sock that away sleeve it and then yeah. figure out the income plan from there and, and get a budget i guess but yeah that, i don't know that how much money up. does how much money do you have do you have to budget for a hundred thousand dollar purchase i mean if you're bill gates maybe it's not a big deal but the rest of us yeah i think yeah, we, 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 kind we of would need to budget to purchase a new rv yeah now, here's a curveball too tony is uh, a lot of my clients find real satisfaction in taking a part-time job after they retire now i know oh yeah you're saying working in retirement isn't really retirement but let me explain you know you worked for 40 years let's say and 40 hours plus a week that's a lot of time to fill after you retire. And yeah. some people really find that part of retirement difficult. And that's where the part-time job might come in handy. Now, a little extra money here and there could help you fund some of those adventures, but it's more than that. You know, it's getting out of the house, it's engaging with the world, it's being social, it's meeting new people, and maybe getting away from your spouse for a few hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, you don't have to take any old job, work part-time at something you enjoy, the local zoo, an arts organization, a sporting event, whatever, even a movie theater, just somewhere that you you would enjoy to be. Yeah. Yeah, and that that sounds good. And as you've said on previous shows, working part-time, especially early on in retirement, it can help you maybe delay filing for Social Security, which means larger monthly checks once you do file. And really, it's about filling time, staying active. You're going to live longer if you have a purpose and stay active in retirement. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. In fact, when people, when we're doing the strategy, um, if people say they do want to work part time, we'll put that in an income column on their report and that's less money that you have to plan on taking out of the portfolio. So it definitely buys you more time to let that social security check grow and also delays time when you have to start withdrawing from your from your retirement accounts. Yeah. Now, another part of phase two is it's a good time to consider your living arrangements. The article notes that 40% of retirees move after they stop working so is it time to downsize do you have family you want to be closer to it's a good point to consider some of those questions 
Yeah, and I think we've even done uh, a whole episode or, or part of an episode on just downsizing. That's a big part of retirement for a lot of people and, and budgeting and, and financial planning for people. Uh, when they become seniors, uh, first, my wife and I want to do it just to get a one-level home. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a lot of people, it might not necessarily be about cost or size. It might be about uh, really accessibility uh, and practicality at that point. Um, let's keep it rolling. Uh, this has been a good one. Uh, what do you have for us next? Well, when you think about retirement, what images play through your mind? You know, coffee and pastries at a sidewalk cafe in Paris, ghost stories around a campfire with your grandkids at Yellowstone, or is it something even simpler like sleeping in as long as you like and then just going for a walk on the beach whenever there you feel you like go. it? You know? There you go. But Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> that last one. Yes, and whatever your, your ideal retirement is, you gotta achieve it by sticking to these four stages. And so as the article notes, and this one, if anybody wants to read it, it's a Kiplinger's article titled The Four Phases of Retirement, and it defines the third phase as middle retirement. And that is the least expensive phase. So phase three begins roughly 10 years into retirement, at which point you're likely traveling a little less, you're spending more time around home, your health hasn't quite, you know, deteriorated to the geezer level yet but uh, so you're still fairly healthy and uh, be aware that this is also the phase when there could be some healthcare expenses kind of starting to creep up on you uh, many folks in retirement's third stage find themselves with medical expenses and equipment that you know might you might need upgrades to your to your home sure and some of those like additional medical services and equipment they can come with a, a big sticker shock and a lot of them can fall out uh, out of outside the scope of Medicare, right? Medicare doesn't cover everything. That's right. Yeah, actually, my clients are surprised when they find out what Medicare doesn't cover. Uh, so having adequate health care is, is definitely key. Uh, but that said, you can devise a retirement strategy that may help you manage some of the expenses that emerge as you age. Uh, Long-term care insurance, for example, could be a good option for some folks. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, what else can you tell us about phase three? Well, phase three is usually a good time to start thinking about your legacy plan. Um, building a legacy that you leave behind for your loved ones is, is something that people kind of procrastinate for a long time. You don't really have to do it you know, before retirement. It's not really a pre-retirement kind of thing, but right around phase three is, is time you gotta probably nail this thing down. You know, if you wrote a will um, when your kids were younger, the middle years of retirement may be a good time to revisit that, make any necessary changes. You probably have grandkids now. Uh, Got to have a living trust. A will is probably not going to not going to be an adequate legacy plan, and, and a lot of things that might have happened, you know, from in your life, uh, births of grandkids, deaths, uh, marriages, and sadly divorces have shifted your priorities and the needs of loved ones. So, don't wait until your health declines before you start thinking about your legacy plan. Phase three is a good time to do that. Yeah. And Greg, you can provide something that makes legacy planning a little easier for our listeners. Isn't that right? Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Tony. Actually, it's uh, my clients are able to use the generational vault, which I absolutely love. It's such a handy tool. It's best described as a ultra secure online safety deposit box. You know, with our vault, you can store important documents like your will, healthcare directives, powers of attorney, insurance policies, really any essential financial documents all in one location. 
and it's got some of the most stringent security protocols available. It's just as secure as online banking. Um, Amazon Glacier is actually the the engine behind it. It's it's as secure as it can get. And this is where I got clients that actually upload family photos, birth records, uh, family tree history, things like that. And what what we learned at the summit when we were just there last uh, this month, actually, Tony, was people that were recording videos and putting it in their vault. And it's a video of basically the people reading their will and sharing things with with loved ones. And so when they go to settle the estate, they can actually see a video of you guys, um, you know, dictating how the estate should be split up. It was I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, wow. that, that's definitely part of the estate plan. Sure. And I know you lo- you work alongside estate planning attorneys to help your clients. And that generational vault, we've talked about that before, too. That's a great tool. Uh, and it, it probably makes it even easier to engage with your clients for you, right? Yeah, it helps us to do virtual business, which the COVID pandemic kind of forced that you know, upon. Uh, but now it, that's why we're doing business in Alaska and Arizona now, because we can do it through the vault. It's super secure. We got the Zoom calls going. Um, so... You know, that's one of the positive things, I guess, out of the pandemic is it helped us reach out to uh, some more people to help. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, and I'm glad you uh, brought that up. And let's remind people if they want to know more about this, they can get a hold of you uh, at your office, right? Yeah. If you want to reach out, have any questions, 808-791-2924 is our phone number. And you can visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. Sounds great. Well, uh, let's keep this rolling. Uh, Moving on, what can you tell us about stage four? Stage four, the fourth phase of retirement. Now that's in your later years. During this stage, it's very possible that healthcare, it might be your most significant expense. And the article references a fidelity study that notes that the average 65-year-old couple can anticipate spending in the ballpark of about $300,000 on healthcare during the course of their retirement. So that's that we've talked about that on previous shows, Tony. We know that's a concern for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, so let's set down the imaginary soapbox for a moment so you can stand on it and tout the virtues of long-term care insurance. Are you going to do that? <laughs> well, long-term care insurance <laughs> is is something that definitely should be considered because of those expenses, right? And sure. that's just regular health care. Like long-term care can get really expensive. Now, I always tell my clients I'm not really a fan of traditional long-term care policies and give you give you a couple of reasons right. why real quick is one is what's called an elimination period. So once you're diagnosed by a medical professional, unable to perform two of the six basic life functions, which is you know eating, toileting, taking medications, bathing, you have to exist for 90 days in that state, then the benefits kick in. So a lot of people pass away before those 90 days are up and, the, and you never get to use that insurance. Two, when we examine a traditional long-term care policy, we found that the average benefit is $100 a day. So that's $3,000 a month. The average cost of long-term care here in Hawaii is over 10,000 a month. So it's just a drop in the bucket with that coverage. There's some better options than your traditional long-term care. There's actually life insurance policies that you could put what's called an accelerated death benefit rider on. And a lot of these companies offer this for free. And it allows the insured to use the death benefit to fund long-term care costs. And whatever they use for themselves is simply deducted from the death benefit when they pass away. So if you have the right policy in place, if legacy planning is important, there's these second to die policies that provide tons of tax-free money to your beneficiaries and will protect the the last survivor for long-term care at basically no cost because your family gets the money back tax-free. 
Wow. Well, and that's that's interesting. And long-term care insurance is uh, the traditional insurance was outrageously expensive, and then you just put all this money into it, and you might not get anything back for it. But now there are a lot of different tools you can use. Medicare does not cover, uh, you know, uh, most nursing home and long-term care. Um, and so they cover like 90 days if you were referred for a specific thing from a hospital, uh, and that's it. So uh, I think it's important to work with a financial services professional like yourself to talk about working out a long-term care plan, uh, part of your health care cost plan, in your overall retirement income plan, right? Yes, and insurance companies make a lot of money and that's no secret. Um, the best way to do it is to be your own insurance company, self-insure. And we do that by earmarking certain portfolios or certain accounts. I prefer Roths for this thing because there's no required distribution. Be aggressive with that. Don't make it part of your income plan and let that be your rainy day fund. And by the time you need long-term care, you're gonna be probably in your 80s, maybe 90s anyway. You have a lot of time to accumulate more wealth between retirement and when you might need that money. So if you can save up 500,000 in a rainy day fund, fund your own long-term care and don't pay those premiums. Yeah, yeah, that's a good solution. And there are a lot of other insurance type vehicles uh, that deal with it a lot better, a lot more affordably allow you to save extra money, things like that, or even get some of it back. So there are a lot of different options out there. It depends on your personal situation, what's going to work best for you. Um, so uh, I think this is good. Uh, what else can you tell us about phase four? Well, with phase four, just like with the first three phases, diligence is essential. Um, you should be relentless when it comes to monitoring and evaluating your financial strategy. You got to make adjustments along the way. Um, what's the one thing you shouldn't do after you built a financial strategy? And that's toss it in the drawer and forget about it because you think you're done. It's a moving target. You constantly got to make adjustments. So dig into your strategy on a regular basis, preferably with your financial services professional. Adjust as needed so that you can put yourself in the strongest possible financial position. Your long-term retirement and your estate will thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know what? This has been a great show. And I think it's really important that our listeners have a plan in place. And I'm glad you went over uh, the four main phases of retirement today. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Um, yeah, Tony, I think just to stress the importance of having a plan in place, getting your assets organized, using all the tools that are available. We've got the generational vault, social security backs report, the retirement compass, know where your targets are know how you're going to accomplish your income needs, having everything in one consolidated place just makes the retirement stress go away and it just gives you the feeling that you know you can do it. So if anybody has any questions, if you want any help with this, this is why this is my, I love doing it. Give us a call 808-791-2924 or check out our website at therogroup.org. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Craig Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. 
Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.